Super Talk Mississippi media production. Taylor Swift is coming to New Orleans, and Margaritaville Resort Biloxi and Super Talk are giving away a free pair of tickets. For your chance to win, go register now at Margaritaville Resort Biloxi and get your name in for the final drawing from Margaritaville and Super Talk 103.1. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome in. My goodness. We've killed another month, folks. I don't know how to tell you this. We're about to roll over to a fabulous October. Come on. There's a lot going on and much of it. I don't know how to tell you this. We're getting the best of the crazy weather (laughs) in our part of the world. Shh, don't tell anybody. There are crazy, too much water one place, too much drought another place. Obviously, we have too much drought here. Don't burn anything. But we also have a period of time that's both warm enough for doing all sorts of things outdoors. It's a little warmer than it perhaps should be in terms of the averages. But it also means that the nights are particularly cooling off. I hope you were out howling at the moon. It was a blast. I can tell you that. (laughs) Took some really bad pictures, so you won't see those. But uh, the cats and I enjoyed a little stroll in the moonlight. And why not? It, It was a beautiful, beautiful night. We have lots and lots of that to look forward to. That means there's tomatoes to be set. There's frankly broccoli to be planted there's all kinds of things like beets that we can put into a a container or a flower bed if you don't happen to have a garden garden or this might be the perfect time to be making a garden garden come on now this morning i'm bringing you pictures of coleus i wish i had i have some friends who are very good at growing coleus but there's also some pictures when you get yourself over to supertalk.tv I have had so many questions this week about lichen. As soon as the wind picks up anywhere, people start sending me notes, asking me questions, stopping me in the grocery store to find out what that gray stuff is that looks like stuff growing on the tree branches and is it killing my tree. The answer, of course, is it's lichen, and no, it's not. But it's good to discuss those things every now and then because people who haven't seen it before haven't seen it before. I'm also continuing... Anna from Oxford's celebration of marigolds, these particular ones that um, I took a, a photo of out at Lakeland Yard and Garden this week, are the prettiest ones I've seen. And I did grow some this year, but theirs were better. <laughs> theirs were much prettier than mine. So I think that's kind of fun. Y'all have already started in on the text line, and I thank you back. Thank you very much for that. Kathy in Zone 8 wants to know when is the best time to cut back a bay leaf tree. I have to tell you, I don't cut mine back. I do harvest leaves, um, and last year the the winter was so odd and the spring was so wet that I thought I had lost it. But it is now, instead of a tree, it is a shrub in, in the container. So it has plenty of leaves on it. It looks real good. It's just a little bit different than I had expected. So when it branched at the bottom and started sending out all of these shoots, I did not try to make it back into a tree form. I tell you this because whatever kind of pruning you do on a bay leaf tree is going to stimulate the buds below it to create create thicker growth. This is a very good thing, but it's not something that you want to have happen 
in late fall because, of course, then that growth is tender and will be more likely to get clipped off or frozen. So I would say go ahead right now, harvest bags or two of of leaves and, and shorter branches. You might do a couple of inches of tip pruning kind of thing, but don't do any heavy pruning until springtime when then the tree can immediately start to grow and, and have several months to do that. I do love the bay. If you've never grown a bay leaf or bay laurel tree, bay leaf tree, you should. But you can grow it as a shrub like I have to. <laughs> oh, yeah, thank you very much. Trey's making fun of me. Too much water. Yeah, it's always it's either it's either too much water or too little water. It's too much fertilizer or the wrong fertilizer. Your soil's too rich or your soil's not rich enough. <laughs> There's always an answer, I'm afraid. You're right, you're right. Let me see. What an interesting question. I'm gonna say this is uh Tom in I don't know. Tom and Meridian. I have no idea. I do know somebody named Tom and Meridian. <laughs> Tom and Tim Suba. Well, that's even better. Right. It's alliterative. Let's see. Good Due to the drought heat and our last frigid winter, what sort of winter prep should be done now? My blueberry bush is brown. Will it come back? If it's been brown since last spring, you know, if it turned brown in the winter and, and didn't ever leaf out, I don't think it's alive. But in any case, before you take something down, go ahead and do the scratch test. Take your thumbnail or a very fine knife blade and take a little bit of bark off and see whether it's green underneath. If it's green underneath, it's still alive. You should start pruning it and probably give that give that blueberry some mulch and water if it hadn't had any, if it's still alive. The only winter prep that I'm suggesting that's any different than any other year because of the way things have been is that it's going to all happen sooner. In other words, my, I'm already having acorns fall out of my oak trees because the oak trees are so dry. I'm already having leaves fall out of things. Some people are not having, for example, maple leaves or um, other things like that that would ordinarily drop sooner. Dogwood oftentimes defoliates prematurely because it gets it gets saturated and then it also gets burned up. But there, those things have not happened this year so much. Some trees, of course, lost every leaf they had in the middle of July. Sadly, but if they didn't leaf back out, I'm not going to worry about them. It's not time to fertilize anything. I would like, as long as it's going to be this continually dry, and we do have a couple of more weeks in the general forecast for the southeast that is that way, give yourself the opportunity to water at least enough so that you don't lose the ground you have maintained by watering this winter, I mean this summer. You don't want to go into the winter with dehydrated plants. The other thing that I am doing is, in fact, today putting in new mulch because my mulch is all over the summer of watering and also such dry weather. Much of it has decomposed, turned into kind of powdery stuff because I use a very small, I use a soil conditioner actually for mulch in that bed because I need to build the bed. So that's, I'm going to put in some more of that. I am getting ready to watch the temperatures because there will be some damaged shrubs and trees that will need some oil spray. But don't do that until the temperatures are reliably below 80 degrees where, where you live. Now, I hope this is the coup de grace of what to do for fall. Start a compost heap. You've got so many leaves that have fallen off of things. You've got so many plants that have died. You've got all this stuff. Chop it all up and add it to whatever lawn clippings you do have and start yourself a compost heap. You'll be glad you did. It'll make all the difference in the world. It's something else that we can talk about at length anytime you want to. 
Ray and Clinton, howdy. Ah, oh, they have an infestation of white flies. Not surprising, because the white flies are just as thirsty as everybody else. They're trying to find somewhere to, to, to be. They will be nesting in privet or variegated privet or a gardenia bush sometimes, different different things away from where you will probably see them. You may see them actually when you brush against a hibiscus, but they're probably not living there. They're just feeding there. So I want you to do two things, and, and generally speaking, this is what we have to do to control white flies. The first of all is to water everything really, really well. That sounds horrible. I know how big your yard is and how sunny, Ray, and I, I just am telling you, you've got to water everything. Otherwise, the insecticides will not be as use, not be as helpful. Um, water everything real well. Then in the evening, spray those plants with the spinosad soap or with insecticidal soap. Or with a pyrethrin and insecticidal soap. You know, these are all things that we've talked about here a lot, and and certainly I've talked with Ray about. Do that, and then go to the plants on the edge of the garden and try to figure out where they are living and spray that area also. But do it in the evening because that's when they're generally at home. (laughs) They they generally leave where they're feeding and go. You can spray all day and try and catch white flies, and it's not going to work. But if you prepare the plants to deal with them with the spray, it will help. And if you find where the white flies are nesting, it will also help. Okay? Okay. Um, let me see. What else? Yeah, if, if you've got stuff that's really torn up by white flies, I'm always in favor of not composting that. There are a few things I don't compost. I promise. <laughs> ah, very nice. This is such a tough question. Um, but mature blueberry bushes, when, when is the best time to transplant them? Hey, <laughs> I'm not laughing really at you. I am laughing with you, Pam, because we all plant them too close because we don't think they're going to do anything. And then you end up with this hedge, <laughs> this blueberry hedge. It's just beautiful. It's a thicket. But obviously you can't get to everything. I understand that. Um, I tell you. It's hard to know what to do. The best time to transplant a mature blueberry bush is going to be sometime between January and March, simply because it's a it's a thickety thing, and you want it to go ahead and lose its leaves as, as much as it will, but you also want it to not be ready to start growing immediately because you want the roots to have time to get planted before you ask the top of the plant to put on new leaves. So somewhere in there, if if you're if you're if you're determined to do this. Here's what I might do. I might wait until next year and prune them after they bloom, but prune like if if we leave one, three, and five in the row at a bigger size, prune two and four to where they're only about a foot tall, and then they'll be a whole lot easier to transplant. I'm afraid if you prune them that far down now, you will end up with without bushes to transplant. Because these are these are grown ups. This would be like asking me to move without packing my bags. Okay, so these blueberries need a little time and energy to get this done. But you can either do it all in one process, but somewhere between January and March, or you can take it in two steps and and prune them prune the the two the two that you don't want really hard next summer and then move them. It's a couple of ways to approach it. Blueberries are not the easiest thing to transplant because they are so happy. When they get settled, they they you know you know they'll just make and make and make, and that's the problem. 
All right, let me see. I have several sawtooth oaks. Yeah, things are falling a little early. The leaves have been falling all summer. Blame it on the late freeze. It's it's also on the temperatures. The trees the trees probably did have some damage to their plumbing system that caused those some of the leaves to have to throw themselves off in order to sacrifice for the other leaves to maintain. But the heat does that too. So I think either one of those. But you're exactly right, and I thank you for for weighing in, Brian, because it's the truth. He's been mulching all summer, (laughs) mulching with those leaves all summer. It's important to know that you're not the only one that that's happening to. If if you're sitting at your house right now and you're looking out and you're thinking, how come half the leaves on whatever that tree is have all fallen off already? Well, it could have been the hard winter that damaged the, the actual plumbing of the tree, but it also could be the drought of the summer and the heat. Because then they also have to sacrifice part of their efficiency in order to keep the tree alive. So that's that's what I think is going on there. Trey's weighing in. Mustards and turnips are up, and he's watering. Thank you for watering. They appreciate you. <laughs> Look at that. How nice. Here we go again. Brand new season. I like it. I like it. I know nothing about Caribbean king crabs, y'all, but I'm learning a lot. I am, I don't know why I can't stop worrying about the coral reefs. I'm not a scuba diver. I am not a a person who, you know, even goes as near, I I don't go nearly as near them as I would even like to. I've snorkeled a little bit, but I'm I'm just not, I don't know know why this this fascinates me. So I guess it's because I see it as a bellwether. If the coral reefs can't continue to thrive with their micro life and tiny life and itty bitty critters and all of that stuff going on, how much of the ocean is also affected? Well, we're learning more and more that algae is really one of the things that could beat us all. There's a new insect species out this week. I said, nah, no problem. I'm going to worry about the algae. It not only takes over our waste products like runoff even, you know, all sorts of things. And it also is anywhere that we provide nitrogen and phosphorus, such as in that runoff, the algae is going to bloom, the algae is going to grow, and it all turns into a terrible situation when we hit the water. Well, for some reason, and we know several of them actually exist, that some reason or another, the things that eat algae a lot have declined either due there's some that have have left an area because of warming left the area of the reef because of the warming or because of the reduced food source but some of them are just mysteries and as a result the field of algae that's growing on a coral reef with nothing else there grows completely unencumbered and actually becomes a seriously invasive thing well guess what you got to love the University of Florida. Their project, they work on this all the time. They work on these projects consistently and continuously. What they've done this year is to begin growing more and more and more Caribbean king crabs because Caribbean king crabs are some of the best algae eaters that there that exist. And their work is showing itself already. We've we've looked at basically the the extent slowing down. There were things were increasing by twenty percent on the reef, and they've they've slowed that way way down just by this particular cultivation technique. Now, I say this to you because last week I was happy to announce that the horseshoe crabs are not necessarily going to be farmed and milked 
as and in the way that they have been. We do need their fluids. We, I get all that. But the ability to produce them in a different way and also to cultivate them in a different way makes a whole lot of sense. Now I'm going to tell you we need more Caribbean king crabs. <laughs> We've got, we have crabs all over the place. But frankly, whether it's, you know, whether it's overfishing or whether it's climate change or whether whatever it is, if it's threatening the coral reef, it's threatening that water system. And we really do have to give ourselves the opportunity to understand better how to fix it. And I appreciate University of Florida. They do that as well. And they do it as well and better as anybody else. I don't quote uh, 16th century philosophers very much. Wonder why that is. Why, why do you not? <laughs> I wonder why. The, the 1500s, that's like dark ages. Miyamo Musashi, Musashi. Uh, the, the Japanese. Yeah, uh. he was a philosopher, but he was also a swordsman. He was famous for dual-sided broadsword. He won sixty duels or well, something. Yeah. you don't want to lose a duel. No, you don't want to yeah. lose that. And this is to me, this is one of the the spiffiest things that that the the writings and the teachings of someone who is both a philosopher and a swordsman (laughs) have to come together in some sense or another. And in this case, it comes together with think lightly of yourself and deeply of the world. I like that. Yeah, that keeps you out of trouble. I think it will keep you out of a lot of trouble. I really do. Here's a little tribute to Trey and the turnip greens coming up in the field today. We'll be right back. She went way up, gone past the caution line. Don't know why, but something felt right. When she stopped and asked Miss Bell for some of her sweet tea. Mama gave her a big old glass and sent her right back here. Here's how to welcome back to Dog House Living. We're talking with Bob and Jenny. So what's next with your dog house? Well, we're going to put on an addition. We've got a litter on the way. And I don't know where we're going to put all of them. Be careful, Bob. You're already in hot water for not calling 811. You don't want to get busted for littering. Folks, stay out of the dog house. Call 811 before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. We are agriculture, the number one industry in Mississippi. We are 180,000 member families strong, a century of generations. We are grassroots Mississippi in all 82 counties. We are unified, the largest general farm organization in Mississippi. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, 100 years and counting. Become a member today at MSFB. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. 
Exergen thermometers are a top choice of medical professionals at highly ranked hospitals across the U.S. With kids back at school, keeping them healthy is important. Make Exergen thermometers the chosen thermometer for your home or business to check for fever, where accuracy matters. When measuring temperature at home and at work, use an Exergen thermometer to keep your family and colleagues safe. Available at Walgreens. Learn more at exergen.com. Football season is here, and Jersey Mike's in Madison would like to celebrate with you. From hand-sliced cold cuts to mouth-watering cheesesteaks made to order with gluten-free and veggie options, too. Stop in and see why we're a sub above the rest. To celebrate the season, we invite all Madison Central Jag students to come by the Madison store and receive 15% off on Mondays and Tuesdays from 5 to 7 p.m. Choose the winning team with Jersey Mike's Madison, and now with locations in Flowood and Gluckstadt, too. Do you have heart failure and often hear? Those stomach issues ruined your birthday. You're too tired to play catch, Grandpa. Sweetie, you haven't touched your tools since the carpal tunnel syndrome diagnosis. If these seemingly unrelated symptoms sound familiar, talk to your cardiologist. Ask about transthyretin amyloid cardiomyopathy or ATTRCM, a rare and underdiagnosed disease that gets worse over time. Learn more at connecttoyourheart.com. That's connecttoyourheart.com. Sponsored by Pfizer. Gallo here for Baroni's Tree Pros. My friends at Baroni's Tree Pros put customer satisfaction as the only way to leave a job. Nothing less than the best service you'll find in the industry on tree removal, tree pruning, stump grinding, debris cleanup. You got questions? Baroni's Tree Pros will give you a plan, time frame, and budget that's perfect for you. Free estimate at 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. Or it's online at baroniestreepros.com. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge Builders. That one's known as McGee's Reel. It's uh, one, of those, one of those things you don't hear too often. No, see, you know, I love that. I, I love the Cajun Louisiana Do you two-step? I know, but I can watch a good two-step, you know. Um, we can teach you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But my, I was laughing you with my dad. You have to be like 90 years old to really do it yeah, right. Yeah. So. I was laughing with my dad the other day. I, I had sent him uh, the Balfour Brothers, you know. Oh, fun. And a couple yeah. others. Yeah. He goes, now, that's my kind of music, man. I said, I didn't know you like Cajun music that much. He goes, oh, man, Cajun music, the blues. And he just started naming off some genres that all kind of fit into that. But, uh, you know, it was funny because uh, he loves the Cajun music, too. And I, it's kind of, I was wondering where I got it from because. See? You put a Zydeco accordion or, you know, washed up and all that together for me. I'm like, yes. It's, Sounds it's like a, lot a party's about it, to happen. It's a lot of fun. It is. It's, um, the music is indeed 
there isn't anybody that that can't be charmed by mm-hmm. one part of Cajun music or another. And I realize that there are those some of those uh, y'all that feel like accordions should be outlawed. I get I, that. I, know, but, I get yeah. that. <laughs> but but y'all should need to listen to like Jolie Blonde. You know some of the love songs, some of the things that are. Well, frankly, make you cry. <laughs> but Eric's not going to make us cry. Can we talk no, to Eric? No, no. He's, he's got the uh, pesticide question for <laughs> Well, you, let's sir. see if I can answer yeah. it. Welcome in. How you doing, Eric? I'm doing well. I hope you are. Thank you. Yes. Uh, so I've got a question. We've got a bunch of mostly herbs like basil and pineapple sage. And in years past, they've been swarmed with pollinators, and lately they're not. And I'm kind of wondering is, that because perhaps I'm buying plants that have been treated with uh, systemic insecticides, or is there another reason that plants would not be having pollinators lately? Well, there are a few things. Um, Usually, I can't say always, but usually there will be an indicator in the label of the plant if it has been treated with a systemic but even if it has, that would have been probably in the seed tray. You know what I mean? It wouldn't have been by the time it's – they don't last forever is the point. So okay. I don't know that that would be it even if it were the case. It's not usually the case. The insecticides, frankly, that are systemic are very expensive. And if you've got a greenhouse full of something that you're trying to grow to sell, you're not going to go for the most expensive thing. <laughs> you're going to burn right. the crop before you would – you know what I mean? Because it's just not practical. And that's not always true, but – Unless you're growing something that is extremely valuable as a plant, you're probably not going to do that. Um, The questions about pollinators always come down to um, where you are, what's blooming, what's going on, and and what you're trying to accomplish. So my point of view for about the last 20 years has been if I have something in bloom all the time where I live – I'll be on their GPS, and when I need them, they'll be there. And that has proven to be true. So, in other words, I don't mow away all the clover, and I don't mow away all the blue blue Amsonia in the wintertime. I don't um, I don't get rid of every like – right now what's coming up in my back garden all around my compost bins is Boltonia, which is a native plant that comes up from seed, and a lot of people just mow it down because it sits there for a long time before it blooms. <laughs> Nobody knows what it is. But when it blooms, it's another thing. It's a late fall pollinator plant. So just grabbing onto those kind of things and adding them to your garden, in addition to your own practices, I'm going to presume that you um, don't have any trouble getting things to bloom. you got enough sun and enough water for that. But the, the right. issue, I think, really does go to having that diversity of plant material. But, but not there, there's two kinds of diversity in the garden to me. I know this because I wrote a book about it. <laughs> there's diver- there, there's top down. There's there's you know trees and then shrubs and then some kind of perennials and then little annuals and then little ground covers. But there's also seasonal. So if you can think of things that you can just have something in bloom through the year, you're more likely to keep the pollinators in your world. That in addition to your practices of sustainable gardening. Okay. Does that sound reasonable? I know that doesn't. It's not that an answer. Very well, it's not an answer, but it. But it's my philosophy, and and it does work. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate Thank hearing you. from you. Now, I don't think Eric's going to be able to come from Oxford. Hardly anybody will. But if you'd want to come and see my garden next weekend, Saturday and Sunday is the Fondren. That's in Jackson. It's an old neighborhood. The Fondren Bottle Tree Garden Tour. October 7th and 8th, FondrenGardenTour.com. If you want tickets, you want to hear, learn, learn way more about it.
And if, you, if you're in the neighborhood, you definitely need to swing by Nellie's place. You have to. Don't make it sound better than it no, is. No, I mean, I'm not, I, I'm not over, overselling here. You know, you got to get, get see, by, though, because you, I know last year you weren't happy. I and, was not. And you're like, much you feel much better yeah. about it this yeah. year. A lot of work's been done. A lot of progress is made. A lot of water has been uh, expended upon the plants. Yes. And uh, they look beautiful. And a lot of labor. And a lot of, Thank yeah, you. a lot of labor Thank and you. love. Yes. It's, uh, yes. It looks amazing, though. So <laughs> Parts I of it. You'll be very happy. With what you get to show, I'm, I'm real happy. I feel like um, I, I feel like I have things to talk about, and one of the things I'm going to talk about is because y'all all know that if I had it do over again, I would probably major in horticulture entomology, and you would never have heard from me because I'd have been in the bug world with my plants. But I'm, I am going to show you some of the things that are continuously a problem in terms of weeds and also ways to avoid some of our bug problems that are kind of common in our area. I I had a, uh, my freshman year at Auburn, we, um, us athletes were given some options to take fairly easy classes for during the season. And, uh, you know, as a baseball player, the season's pretty. Everyone has to have electives. Yeah, you you know, so you had these list of electives, and some of your buddies that were older would have taken them, and you'd go, okay, you know, which, you know, I'm a freshman, I don't know what I'm doing. Sure. You know, I have no idea what's up, so what, what is this, this, and they're like, no, 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 man, don't look at any of that stuff. Take this class right here during the season. And I'm like, I, I, you know, I like biology, but why, why would I want to take entomology? He's like, man, don't worry about the bugs or anything like that. The professor's the coolest guy. It'll be great. He reminds you of like Henry Rollins, but he's a bug guy. And, and it was the most awesome class. And it wasn't like it was an easy class. No, I mean, but he it made you learn. You. It engaged but you. It was one of those yeah. where you were going to get a good grade if you went. And you learned and engaged, and he loved athletes. And uh, but this guy was—I mean—the most intense professor I ever had in the many years I, you know, logged the hour. Uh, I and I loved this I guy because he was so enthusiastic. And well, and when you that learn, the whole world was amazing. It, it's an—it is literally another world. Talk about deep dives. You can get into entomology, you never come back. I mean, because there's so much to learn. And then when you get into it, of course, you find out that there are people who think, and not irrationally, that. That the bugs are going to inherit the earth from us because <laughs> they're so much more efficient and so we could learn so much about how to do things from the way they run their stuff. That is for true. So FondringGardenTour.com, come and see me. I have something else I want to tell you about. One of the things I'm going to do is bring my indoor garden out into the shade outside so that I can show you that, in fact, I do grow plants indoors all the time. Um, and, and things, there are some things that I like to talk about that prefer an indoor environment just because it's a, it's a little more consistent in the quality that they get. There's not as many ups and downs. So I'm, I'm promoting this week that if you don't know this already, go get yourself a small light fixture for indoor growing. And you, you may not be doing anything but adding light to your house plant room. You may not be, you may, you may want to propagate something. You may, there's all kind of reasons to have a plant light. But one of them is because it takes the, the gap down. Even in the shade outdoors, there's more light than there's likely to be in your living room. So unless you have a sunroom of some sort where you know it's intended for plants, you probably need extra light just in order. And it's a pleasant light anyway. It's a full spectrum, you know, be a nice thing. If you happen to have a shop light, you know, four-foot fixture that somebody has, has quit using out in the garage, you can put in one cool white and one daylight fluorescent bulb, and you'll get the full spectrum from that as well. But nowadays we can get... 
bulbs that go in lamps. We can get small fixtures that stand on a table and you put the plants with it. There's all kind of ways to get that extra light into your house, and I hope that you will. We're rolling into October. You know what October is, huh, in the South? October is pansy month. If you hadn't thought about planting any flowers, if you think, Garden Mama, your your cornflower obsession is just ridiculous. Well, that's fine. You can feel that way. Because pansies are everywhere and they're cool and people are obsessed with them. This is, in fact, a cooler night plant. They can they can take 80s and even low 90s as long as you've got them in soil. It's going to get about 60 at night, 65, and be pleasantly watered. They don't want to be the, the most over fertilized plants but you do have to consistently fertilize them through the winter and here's here's the reason pansies grow in cooler weather so when you plant them they're going to try to grow but it's going to be harder for them now than it will be in a month but now when we plant them we'll be able to get their roots to get established and then they're going to be able to take off and grow give you some flowers around christmas and then again through the winter depending on how cold the the season is it's also important to remember that when you're planting pansies and there's somebody looking right now at a rack and they're going to say oh that's the one she's talking about don't get the ones that their stems are already up out of the ground (laughs) in the little cell pack where they're flopping that's going to be so hard to transplant if you have it now you can do it you can do it i can help you but If you have a choice, go with the ones that are actually growing at ground level inside their cell pack, at the level of the top of the soil in the cell pack. Then when you transplant them, transplant them to that same level. Don't bury them and don't raise them up out of the ground. Pansies are not tricky, but they are finicky about their positions. They want to be they want to be spaced properly, and they want to be put in the the opportunity to have their, them go ahead and start growing will be much greater if you plant them right. I know that sounds funny, but it's true. It's from New Hope. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Well, I don't know how to tell you this, Ed, but it's not either one of the names that you guessed. These are called red spider lilies. This is Lycoris is the name of the family. Radiata or radiata is because it because the flowers radiate from the stem, and that's what we're looking at is that radiata. Now, tiger lilies are a true lily; they're a lilium, lilium tigrinum, I think. But anyway, they grow in the summer on a tall stem that looks like the leaves of an Asiatic uh, lily. They're not that, but they look like that. And then they have flowers that hang down that are orange, that are tiger lilies. That's a different plant. The plant that's called naked ladies, though is oftentimes related to this red spider lily, and it is a lycoris also, but it's squamigera. So naked lady is the, the, the idea behind this. And, yes, I know, y'all, there's a naked lady garden club <clears throat> that I spoke to once years ago. I hope y'all are still having as good a time as you were then. It's because no leaves are on the stem. That's where the concept of naked lady comes from. The, the stem sprouts up out of the ground and, and the flower blooms. And then when the flower finishes, the stem dies back and the leaves come up. It's just a different order of, of growth than we usually expect. And thus it gives rise to the name naked lady. Belladonna lilies do the same sort of thing. But they don't look exactly like the naked ladies that we have, our our pink trumpet naked ladies. 
I hope that helps. I love Lycoris. I have a gold one, and I'm waiting to see whether or not it, it made it through the heat this summer. They're, um, they're a little bit, they're a little fussier than, than these other ones. When you see the, the red spider lilies coming up, you, there's no telling how many people, you know, how many kids have gone to their first day of school with a handful to bring to the teacher back when school started in September. Well, go butter beans. Looks to me like you got some serious beanage there. That's nice. Huh. They're beaning. That is one of the things, of course, now when we talk about rotating vegetables. Most everybody knows that we don't want to plant the um, that we don't want to plant tomatoes in the same soil two years in a row, two seasons in a row. That's because of the nematodes that can get to it. Same thing is true of butter beans. So if you have grown butter beans in the same place for a couple of years, and the third year, for example, is not so great, it may be because you just needed to move them someplace else. Okay, okay. Today is Botswana Day. I, there are very few places on my um, my list of things that I would like very much to be able to visit, but that is one of them. And um, I, I, I have to tell you, one of the reasons is not just because it has such beautiful landscape and studies and things that have been done for it, but also because of the books that are from Alexander McCall Smith. He's a Scotsman who writes fiction about a group of women in Botswana. <laughs> anyway, it's a, it's a great, it's a, a lovely, lovely thing. I wish that I had taken the only opportunity that I ever had to go, but I didn't. So maybe another one will have to present itself. What do you think? Just in case you want something to celebrate today, it is also International Rabbit Day. So those of you who have pets or have appetites. Or like, you know, Bugs Bunny. Any of that. I was a big Bugs Bunny fan. I can imagine that. I have to say, Bugs Bunny never disappoints. Now, come on. This is a little bit of a busy day today, folks. you got to think about fall gardening. you got to think about finishing the summer garden. you got to think about Garden Mama. So stick around. We'll be right back. a whole home energy upgrade. The Propane Energy Pod Builder Incentive Program. What's the Propane Energy Pod? It's a total home energy upgrade that combines high-efficiency propane gas appliances to meet a home's major energy needs and delivers superior comfort and efficiency compared with all electric homes. Not only is it good for homeowners, it's good for builders, too. All propane homes, on average, are valued up to 5% higher than all electric homes. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. Are customers able to find you online? With the power of Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital, you can reach potential customers and get more referral and repeat business. Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. 
Garden Mama here. Lakeland Yard and Garden Center has what you're looking for in its full-service nursery and garden center, greenhouse, and garden shop. Meet the professional staff at Lakeland, always ready to help you with trees and shrubs and patio furnishings, tables and cushions for entertaining, as well as pumpkins and pansies, plus soils, mulches, and amendments for your landscape and container plants. Lakeland has seeds and plants for your fall vegetable garden, too. Listen to your mama now. We're growing your way at Lakeland Yard and Garden Center, Lakeland Drive and Airport Road. Hi, this is Keith Halsey with Halsey Insurance. As your local independent insurance agency, we guarantee fast answers and friendly service. When you have questions, we are here with answers you can trust. Our specialty is home, auto, life, and all types of business insurance. Partnering with the top insurance carriers, let us shop your insurance and do the heavy lifting. We'll find you the best coverages with the lowest rates. Call 601-856-7707 or HalseyInsurance.com. That's H-A-W-S-E-Y Insurance. On the battlefield, there's a saying America's military men and women live by. Never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Off the battlefield, Wounded Warrior Project operates with the same goal. Wounded Warrior Project was created to help our men and women returning home with the scars of war, whether those scars are physical or mental. Wounded Warrior Project, we never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Learn more about what we do at WoundedWarriorProject.org. When you want mouth-watering flavors, friendly service, and a menu that makes the whole family happy, you want Spillway Diner in Brandon, a hidden gem of Old Bannon Road. We serve your favorite breakfast, dinner, and daily blue plate specials. From savory omelets to country fried steaks, pork chops, and the best fried chicken and catfish around, there's something for everyone, and everyone leaves satisfied. Guaranteed. Come on down to Spillway Diner off Old Bannon Road in Brandon. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook for this week's specials. Consumer Cellular's award-winning customer support is 100% based in the U.S. And you are 100% based in the U.S. That's something you have in common with Consumer Cellular's customer service. Consumer Cellular's customer service likes pizza. And you like pizza. You want a free month of service, and we want to give you one. We obviously can't wait to hear from you. Visit ConsumerCellular.com slash free month and enter code free month to get your second month free. Consumer Cellular. When freedom calls, we're here to answer. Promotion is subject to terms and conditions. The College Corner is headed to Oxford. Stop by their new location in the Oxford Commons off Sisk Avenue. They'll have 4,000 square feet of rebel gear ready for your trip to the Grove. On your next trip to Oxford, stop by the College Corner or our other great locations in Ridgeland and Flowood. Hats, shirts, polos, pullovers, sweats, t-shirts. College Corner has it all. And as always, you can visit us online at collegecornerstore.com. That's collegecornerstore.com. The College Corner, where your game day apparel meets. After all this, see, we're going to have to teach him to two-step, y'all. And I'm no good at it, so somebody else is going to have to. Oh, my goodness. Welcome in. This is Weekend Gardening Transitioning into the Garden Mama Show. That's right. This reminds me to tell you that when you come to the Fondren Bottle Tree Garden Tour, go to FondrenGardenTour.com to buy your tickets. It's next weekend, not this weekend, next weekend. By all means, tell me that you listen to the show. Um, who knows, you know, I, I might have a surprise for you. Never can tell. 
All right, now, what are you doing in your garden? Are you planting? Have you given up on beets and carrots? Have you decided that there's just no way they don't ever make anything? I got two reasons for you why they might not. Beyond the beyond the obvious, if you're trying to grow carrots in clay soil, it's going to be tough. But if you've got some soil that can possibly grow something in a root form under the ground, then I want to let you know that they have to be thinned on top. Even radishes need to need three or four inches of space between them. I know we always plant seeds a little thicker, sometimes a lot thicker than they need to be. But when you go to thin them to stands properly, you've got to give them space or they can't possibly have enough access to water and fertilizer to build that root underneath. The second thing though is, though, that sometimes they don't make it because your soil, happy as it may be for everything else, lacks the minor elements, what are called trace elements. They're only, you only need a trace of them. You'll need a little bit of them, but they're not the majors. The major elements are nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. We need those in bigger quantities. But the minor elements, there's 13 of them. I'm not going to try to name them. It's like somebody asking you to recite the Greek alphabet. You probably can, but maybe not, so you're not, you're not going to try. But at any rate, that's this drench that you can do to the plants, if you have had this problem previously, get your seeds to sprout and then drench the soil with the minor element solution. It's available as an individual product, and it really does make a big difference in the way that your soil is able to not only access those nutrients, but make them available to the plants. Robert in Ripley, welcome in. What's going on? Hi. Hi. Well, I have uh, a, a really pretty little uh, turnip patch this year, uh, but I never have perfected the way to plant them so that they're not all crowded up. You know, you have mm-hmm. spots in the patch where they're all bunched up and then bare spots. I just broadcast them with my hand, and... Um, I've always over. I always get more seeds than I, I think understand. I Me too. Well, yeah. <laughs> I always. Yeah. Put well, too what many. is your okay? Do you do it with your hand? How do there, you do it? Well, there are a couple of different ways. How big is your space? It's um, like twelve by twelve, just a small one. This okay? Year. No, twelve by twelve is good. It, 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 it's if you told me that it was a half an acre, I was going to tell you that you were. You need to get a broadcast seeder, the, the one that flings it out at an yeah. even pace. And it is a box that you turn the crank on. It's not un, not right. unwieldy or anything, but that will put it out at a, distribute at a more even range. Now, I, in your size, however, I'm going to tell you the same thing that I do, and that is to get some sand and mix the sand with the seed about. Mm, you know, two-thirds seed and a third sand. You're just trying to give yourself a different thing to hold on to, and that makes it easier to get it out in an even pattern. Now, you do have to practice. You have to pretend like you're, you know, doing this over and over. It's sort of like the queen's wave, (laughs) but you're not going to hold your hand up. You're going to hold your hand out, and you're going to sling that way. The really super-duper way, and this is usually better in smaller spots, but you can also, and I do this myself, I have a salt shaker, and I put the sand and the seeds in it. And ah. It's much easier to just okay. go steadily than it is if I do it in my hands. I tend That's to be the well, I tend to be the one that you know I'll put the handful of seed in my in my gloved hand, and the next thing you know I'm trying to get it, and it's all in one place. <laughs> you know? right, but right, but right, if you if you use a little good. sand with it, that helps. And if it's an area that okay. you can manage with a salt shaker, I I urge you to try it because it it turns out to be a little bit easier. Okay, another related question. I, this year I planted purple globe uh, variety. 
because I wanted to get some roots. Mm-hmm. And um, because they are so close together um, in spots, what what should I expect them to do? Make greens. Okay, so I'm not going to get much roots. <laughs> well, not if, not if they're jammed up too close. The good news is when once the greens are like three inches tall, you can go in there with tweezers or a little tiny set of scissors and just cut off the leaves you want to eat and let the others grow in that space. Yeah. Well, it's a pain. It, it, it's a pain, but I have done it. <laughs> yeah, well, I have I've had a rain come. Bed. I've had a rain come right at the end of planting, and ended up with the turnips. Turnips all sprouted at the end of the row. I've also had collards <laughs> sprouted in yeah. the trunk of my car. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Sometimes we don't really okay. know what we're going to get. <laughs> so I don't need. I don't need. Probably this year, given all that, I don't need to worry about overpicking. The, the tops. No, you're fine on that. And then okay. actually, if you overpick the tops, if you pick the tops and leave, you know, one here and one there and one there, then fertilize those particular ones you've left, and they'll that'll also help the bulb. Okay. The, the turnip itself. All right. Okay. That sounds okay. like really Thanks. good choice. Good good idea. I like purple globe. I, if you get yeah, if you I'll really like get crazy and you go way off on the other the turnip world, go to Tokyo Cross. It's a white one that has a slightly different taste, but it's just as easy to grow. Tokyo Cross, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. See you later. Thanks for Thank calling. You. Appreciate you. All right. Now let's see. I don't have a clock, but you can tell me if I can talk to Homer. Is that okay? Okay, Homer. What's going on? Hello. Hello. What's going on, sir? Oh, hey, how you doing? Doing Good. great, thank uh, you. On, on the green, mm-hmm. uh, I was telling Lance, I've talked to a lot of these, <laughs> I'm not a spring chicken, but i talked to a lot of these older guys about different techniques mm-hmm. of doing things. Uh, one of the things that I learned is if you have property with a shade line, and this is just putting information and another piece of information together. I talked to this gentleman. He told me what messed grains up is heat. Uh, after 1 o'clock, uh, heat and not enough water mm-hmm. when it's hot. Well, what I started to do is plant. I plant certain, I call it, he called it stagger planting. Yes. I plant certain grains in certain places. I got shade lines on my property. I run a long row down the shade Perfect. line. Yep, yep. That around helps a lot. O'clock, yeah. Around 1 o'clock, it shades out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In the middle of August. But what you got to do is actually keep them watered until it cools down. Exactly. Uh, I got greens now big enough to pick. Uh, Homer, this is this is exactly what I was hoping that you would call and tell us about. But I'm running out of time in in this particular moment, and Lance is going to have to tell me when we. If well, we can we, get yeah, you, he's doing. You know, can it, he hold on? He does, he, and we'll have another call coming in. Yeah, on the I other can hold on as well. Okay, okay. Um, with Wes, he's on the road, and so this is a great segment we need to take advantage of Thank because you. he has. Um, Homer's got some great ideas. Yep. Wes has got some stuff. Yep. And all of it trial and error about, hey, this is uh, like like Homer, like I've learned. Well, exactly. And if if we can learn from people that have already made 
the, the mistakes, we can make different mistakes. Yeah, so if, uh, <laughs> if, if Homer doesn't mind holding on for, Thank uh, you. you know, through the – Yeah, hold on. If you don't mind, it's going to be a, you know, top-of-the-hour break, so it's going to be about five or six minutes, but yeah. we would greatly appreciate that. That'll be super-duper. That, Thank that's you. That's fine because there's a couple other things I want oh, to Oh, good. Well, hang on for us, and we'll start in with Wes and Homer on – well, let's just talk about it in the way it is. We're going to talk about turnip greens, one thing and another. See, we started something today, and that's what we're after. What do you do for your turnip greens? Give us a call. Send us a text. This is your place for the green world. Don't go far. One voice, the voice of agriculture. We have one job, growing the products you need every day. We have one mission, fighting for agriculture and rural Mississippi. We have you in mind, caring for your private property rights. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. In 1920, John Albritton Sr. opened Albritton's Jewelry in downtown Jackson. With an expertise in watchmaking from his time with the Illinois Central Railroad, John not only sold but serviced pocket and dress watches for his fellow Mississippians. Albritton's has maintained that tradition to this day, with two full-time watchmakers on staff that are capable of repairing all major watch brands. Albritton's also offers a vast collection of fine watches built to fit any lifestyle. From dress styles in gold and stainless steel to sporty selections in carbon fiber, All Britons has the watch for you. Come see why, since 1920, the people of Mississippi have chosen All Britons as their fine watch store. Quality and value go hand in hand at All Britons, All Britons Jewelers. Your home for Ole Miss sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090. It's Alyssa Arbuckle and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A Hines County Circuit Court judge has denied incumbent David Archie's challenge following his loss in the primary election for Hines County District 2 Supervisor. Archie, who lost to Anthony Smith by nearly 26 points, blamed former Hines County Election Commissioner Tony Johnson and what he called a high-tech election heist. I had no idea that this would be a matter that I was getting ready to take on. I'm not a sore loser. I've lost on several occasions. This criminal act and high-tech election heist that is full of fraud and corruption, this particular case should straighten out 
everything that is taking place here in Mississippi when it comes to election fraud as well as corruption. Judge Barry Ford dismissed Archie's complaint against the Hines County Democratic Executive Committee on Tuesday, saying no machines were manipulated during the Democratic primary. Do you ever feel like you are in the dark? Well, with a propane generator, you'll never be in the dark again, at least when the lights go out. Enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out. Propane generators assure you will always have power. Propane-fueled, clean cooking, hot water on demand, warm and consistent heat and power when you need it most. Why would you choose anything else? Propane. Clean American energy. Visit MSPropane.com today. Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWGEmployerServices.com. It's been rated the number one car show in the country, and this year, Cruising the Coast Executive Director Woody Bailey is preparing for 10,000 people to register. Our pre-registration number is uh, 8515, and that was as of August 15th. We don't register anymore until starting next Monday. So we're 400 over 490 ahead of where we were last year at that point in time. They do an economic impact study every five years. The last one was in 2021. 36.1 million when you include the entire state because people are come through South Haven, Meridian, Vicksburg, all those cities coming into uh, our, our area here. And then when you look at the three coast counties, uh, we have 30, it's $33.1 million. That's a 27% increase since the 2016 study. Cruising the coast runs from October 1st through 8th. Caleb Sailors, Super Talk, Mississippi News. With Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. The last Saturday in September finds the LSU Tigers at Ole Miss with a 5 o'clock kick at Vault Hemingway Stadium. 3 o'clock will be their time on the Ole Miss Football Network. The Rebels come in at 3-1, and one, having dropped their first game of the season last week at Alabama, 0-1 in the SEC. LSU comes in at 3-1, and 2-0 and in the SEC. The Mississippi State Bulldogs will take on the Alabama Crimson Tide in Starkville, the late-night ball game there, 8 o'clock kick at Davis Wade Stadium. 6 o'clock is the airtime on the MSU Football Network. The Bulldogs come in at 2-2, and 0-2 in the SEC. Crimson Tide comes in at three and one and one and zero in the SEC. The Southern Miss Golden Eagles will be at home against Texas State. Texas State is three and one. This is their conference opener in Hattiesburg. The Golden Eagles are one and three and zero and one in the Sun Belt. Six o'clock is the kickoff there at MM Roberts Stadium. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. We have one voice. The voice of agriculture. We have one job, growing the products you need every day. 
We have one mission, fighting for agriculture and rural Mississippi. We have you in mind, caring for your private property rights. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org. The Sanderson's Farm Championship gets underway at the Country Club of Jackson on Monday with the Lyle Machinery Pro-Am, and then on Tuesday at the Women's Day Lunch with Aaron Brockovich as the guest speaker, and then on Wednesday it's the Junior Pro-Am that gets underway on Wednesday, and then the championship rounds get started on Thursday at the Sanderson's Farm Championship Tournament at the Country Club of Jackson. And the Major League Baseball regular season comes to an end this weekend. Some of the Divisions have been clinched already. The Braves have clinched the National League East and the home field advantage throughout the playoffs. The Dodgers have clinched the National League West. The Twins have clinched the American League Central. The Orioles have clinched the AL East, home field advantage through the AL Championship Series. And the Brewers have clinched the National League Central. And the Rangers are trying to clinch the American League West. The championship is underway on Tuesday with the Wild Card Series. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports, Mississippi. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Thank you so much for deciding that the green world needs your attention. Because guess what? It does. You've got something to take care of. You've got a house plant. You've got a lawn. You've got an estate. You've got a backyard. You've got something Well, maybe some containers of tomatoes. And in that case, you're really lucky because this is going to be a great week for fruit set. How about that? (laughs) This is going to be terrific. All right. Now, we're going to go back to Homer in just a moment. But first, I wanted to just answer this question because these folks are driving down the road. This is, uh, y'all are so nice. Is there anything effective to get rid of nutgrass? And the answer is no. Now, here's what we do about it. The thing about nutgrass is that it does propagate itself more readily than almost anything else in your garden. If you start pulling it out, each of the nuts that you don't pull out, which there are actually small swollen parts at the bottom of the stem before the roots, which actually hold all the energy for the plant, if you just pop the top off, it's just going to keep growing. And that is what indeed happens most of the time. But the the, the process of solarization really, really, really works It's a little late in the year to start that process, but it does work. And the other thing that works, there are sprays if you can use them, if if you can use them without getting the stuff on other stuff. So go to the co-op or the garden center, tell them that you want to use a sedge, a nutgrass control product if you have a big problem that you just cannot do anything else about. And then you will basically be painting it or spraying it onto the leaves of those plants. It's not quick and it's not complete. But if you have a big, big problem, that's the place to start. I very seldom recommend that sort of approach because I'm much more in favor of physically removing the soil, solarizing it. And I will tell you that if I'm going to grow food in it at any time, I'm not going to use the, the commercial products because they stick around for a while. That's their point. But in your flower bed, that's a different story. Okay, so try that. All right. You're ready, sir. You want to get it? We're going to talk to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Back to Homer. We were talking about planting turnip seeds, turnip green seeds, which goes for this for all of our fall greens. 
And the idea is that if they don't have that shade, they don't get off to the right kick. And if they don't have water, they can't grow. So, t- Homer, tell me what else you know. Uh, okay. The, the, um, if you plant them on a shade line uh, and keep them watered, by the time it gets cool, you have greens big enough to pick because you can actually plant them uh, first to the mid part of August. Mm-hmm. I stagger plant. I plant certain fields in certain places at certain times. The other thing is, uh, with greens, you know, we have been tra- we have been trained in America to think more is better. Well, <laughs> greens is the opposite. Oh, I'm so glad you're going to say this. <laughs> less, less is better. If you take a three-by-three three pot of dirt and plant five greens in it, or if you just forecasting them out there and just they come up like grass, you'll get more out of those five, six greens than you will out of the whole bunch of them because they're not going to get big. If they, if mm-hmm. they got mm-hmm. room, they get huge because they, got, they can pull nutrients out of the ground. The other thing about planting is I started to laugh when this gentleman said he cannot uh, get too much or too well, I had the same problem. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I talked to people about the sand. It's very simple. We try to make things hard, but this is so simple. Take <laughs> a paint jar, and I got this from an older gentleman. It was amazing. Somebody my take age, a huh? Jar, a poop <laughs> jar. And take a, he told me, here's how he's playing. He said, take a pen and nail, set the lid of the jar yeah, on a yeah. piece of wood. Take a hammer. And knock your hole in it. It's kind of like plates in a planter. If you want more green, then you can make it too big, but if you want more green, you make the hole a little bigger or put mm-hmm, you two small mm-hmm. holes. You fill this thing, you put greens in it, and you just walk and shake, and it will give you, if the holes, and what you need to do to test it is get some Bitcoin or a white drop cloth or an old sheet. Oh, yeah, exactly, so that you can see how your flow is. See what the pattern mm-hmm. We We tell people when they're putting out ryegrass to do that same thing so you can see what you're actually doing. Yes, mm-hmm. and, see if it, and, and I always think less is more. And I always, if you're going, one thing I found out about greens, too, they don't really like to be fertilized after you plant them. I always... Now, I have did it with organic. I only use organic fertilizer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They, you can do it with organic. If you put anything on there with numbers on it, you just don't burn them <laughs> up. Um, so what I do, it's much I easier to I burn things. It up. sure is. I break the ground up. I actually uh, put my fertilizer, forecast my fertilizer, break the ground back up, and then I plant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that's so not too it, far it, it, off from, from the way I was taught. I was I was taught about greens from a, a pretty old dude. He was my grandfather at the time, and uh, I was a kid. And he had, he was the first thing he taught me how to do with a hoe was to go along the edge of the row to cut the side to put the fertilizer along in the side of the row because you didn't want to put it up on the plant because of burning it. Right. And that's why we yep. you know that's why we talk about that stuff. So, really smart ideas. I'm 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 tickled. I I have to tell you that when I talk to people about 
the prettiest planting of broccoli that I have ever seen in August. Everybody kind of laughs, but it works in September and October, too. When you're putting those plants in the ground, if you're not providing them with that that late afternoon shade and just a little bit of moisture in the middle of the day, they're going to crisp up and be dead. But with a a little bit of watering in the middle of the day, we we do much better. I've been known to stick a, a branch that's a leafy branch next to my seed bed just in a small space, you know, because I needed that. That, af- that afternoon protection. And when people do that, they're always surprised that, well, how come I didn't know this before? Well, because people don't think about it. We just do it, and then we don't think about talking about it. That's why Garden Mama has a job. <laughs> so, well, thank so you, Homer. One other thing. Yes, sir. Okay. No, go uh, ahead. One other thing. Think, uh, when, when, when you're, if you're gardening, uh, when I exercise studying plants and looking God put two things down here. He put us and plants. And what I found out, plants and us are very much so the same way. Uh, too much heat will kill us. Too much water will kill mm-hmm. us. Not mm-hmm. enough water will kill us. Too much cold will kill us. Think, when you're out there dealing with plants, think from that mindset. What is this going, going to do to this plant? What would this do to me if I did this to me? Exactly. And I just feel at peace and closer to the higher power than I ever am when I'm out in the garden doing stuff. Thank you. Amen. You're absolutely you you are absolutely right. I have one question for you, Homer. Do you yeah. wait do you wait until October to plant collards? I got collars coming up now. They they're not doing it well. I'm thinking about replanting them. <laughs> well, and and that's the thing cuz they don't like that hot weather. And and they don't. they're they're in fact they they're better to pick after a, fr- a frost or at least a little bit colder weather. But a lot of people don't plant them at the same time as the turnips and mustards just because of that because they kind of be puny until it gets cooler. Well, thank you. That's what I needed to know. All right. Thank, thank you, sir. I appreciate you. Talk to you again soon. Thank you. You know, there's a lot of things about growing greens. We're going to talk to Wes, huh? Can Wes come in and talk with us now? Hey, Wes. Hey, how you doing up there? Doing great. I'm I'm really getting hungry though. I I need some turnip greens. <laughs> well, I hadn't I hadn't plowed up the ground yet for them. I'm probably going to do that about Monday. Mm-hmm. Now, what I have already done though, I do ha- I start all my collards and my broccoli and my cabbage, all of that stuff in uh, my seed trays. Oh yeah, and they're starting to bust through because. Right now, you don't have to put them in the greenhouse. You can just put them out. I, I got an old trailer frame that I put my trays on and mm-hmm, sprout everything. Mm-hmm. That's smart. But anyhow, what I use, what I have used, and I have used for years, and I have made no telling how many of these things for people at work before I retired. Uh, I take a, a child-proof pill bottle. Mm-hmm. Now, the cap on the child-proof pill bottle has two sections in it. Right. What you do, you take a pair of needle-nose pliers and reach in there and pull the inside out of that thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And I I drill just about a half a dozen eighth-inch holes in that that part, because that is what will screw back down on your... I see. I see. Yeah, I can see that. Okay. And what I do is I take 
mean, I, I've got a five-foot tiller that goes on the back of my tractor. And so what I do whenever I till my place up, my garden up from my greens, I do that, and then I come back and I raise the tiller up, and I just run the tractor back and forth on the track, follow the tracks, mm-hmm, and it'll mm-hmm. sink down just about three inches. It makes I about like three that. inches. Yep, I like that. Raised bed. Yep. yep. And then I'll take that little, I take that little pill bottle, and that's what I put my seed out with. I just shake it, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I mean, I might plant three quarters of an acre that way. I like it. I think that's really that's a sharp way to do it. People don't know you can you can do so much with a tractor. I'm I'm sorry that I don't have one anymore because I really enjoyed all that. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a good time. But, uh, I don't have that much space anymore. So yeah, but thank you. How, and now, I, now I'm starting to experiment with some potted stuff. I mean, I've never raised stuff in pots before, but I've got a bunch of. Uh, recycle tubs that I'm going to start fooling with some carrots and different lettuces and all since okay, I'm good. Uh, not going to the shipyard every day now. Well, and I'm going to tell you the, the smartest thing that I know about growing things in tubs because I do that is to be sure that they're elevated above the ground just a couple of, like on the, the width of a brick. You know, the height of like yep. two or three inches above. And it may take four or five bricks around a big container. But it's important to do that. And obviously the, tra- the the container has to have drainage in it. But you also need that air circulation around the bottom of the pot. And it, it will, it'll help everything. It makes everything better. Well, I've got a couple of different old trailer frames sitting there, some old camper trailer frames. And I set my, I'm setting mine on top of that. I like so I it. I can move it around. Mm-hmm. That's smart. <laughs> some people do that I with chickens. I like doing it with the plants. I like it. Mm-hmm. It probably also yeah. gives you enough structure if you needed, because you won't because of where you are. But well, if you, if I didn't, you might need to yeah, cover if them. If I didn't yeah. want to save, if I didn't want to save all my rabbit manure, I'd put some rabbits out there in one of them chicken tractors. But. Well, there you go. <laughs> carry carry the rabbits from place. I love it. Thank you, Wes. So glad that you called. You bet. But that's a real easy shaker to make, and it works I like it. fantastic. I like it. Thank you very much. We're going to get everybody's going to be a better seed planter by the time we get done with y'all today. There's no question about that. Here, speaking of seeds, good morning from New Albany. Is there a way to sprout American chestnuts that I just picked up from the parent tree? Yes, of course. The there, it's a little bit more complicated if you if you have grown plums or anything like that from seed. You won't have any difficulty understanding this. It does take a cold treatment. You got to keep the seed moist. Um, the best, I think, best approach is going to be open the shell the seed because they're so pretty. But shell the seed and give yourself the opportunity to keep them in a moist, sandy environment. Then you're going to chill them. You're not going to freeze them, but you need to chill them. They've got to have a cold treatment, and frankly, I think about four months. So I'm going to say. October, November, January, and February, all right? And then you're going to plant them in outdoors in containers with basically half of your native soil and half of something that's a little bit looser, maybe some leaf mold or something like that that will give them a place to sprout but also get them accustomed to the soil that they're eventually going to be growing in. Uh, I love chestnut trees, and and y'all do have some really beautiful ones in that part of the state. By the way, these folks are in a, a car with everybody. And they're going to a member of their family's uh, baby shower. What could be more fun than that? What a, n- a nice day. Take grandma and everybody else out for a ride. But, yeah, they just need a cold treatment in the same way that plums, for instance, need a cold treatment. Okay? Okay. I have uh, 
We always hear about corpse flowers in the springtime and sometimes in, even moving into the summer when uh, the, those crazy plants bloom in the, the, the botanical gardens and everybody runs away because they smell like dead stuff. Well, did you know that the biggest flower, the biggest flower, period, the biggest flower is not only stinky, it's also close to extinction. That's terrible. We have to have these things. This one's a parasite. And the pictures that you see of Rafflesia arnoldii really are dramatic. They're bigger than the person standing next to the flower, and they're also likely to emerge from the base of another plant that they have parasitized. So these are very cool, but needless to say, people have not considered that they needed to keep them. The University of Oxford's Botanic Garden says that we've got to coordinate ourselves and save this plant. The new study found that most of the 42 species of this group are indeed severely threatened, but only one is listed in the red list. That's the the severely threatened species. And in fact, (laughs) because they're parasites, there's not really a way to preserve their environment. Their environment is preserved by the plants that they parasitize. And when those are being developed or they're being changed in that particular area, either due to people taking stuff apart and building something new or the changing environment that takes that plant out of the loop for that area. Any of those things can, can have the effect of reducing the the, the, sea, the source of food for this plant. So um, I do think that in this day of talking about horticultural entomology and um, our, our, our little foray into uh, off-season forcing of turnip greens, you know, and that kind of stuff. We may as well be talking about the botanical enigma that is, in fact, Raphaelicia. I have this is this is not this is not a plant you want to take home to mama. This is not an attractive thing, except that it's the world's largest, forty inches in diameter. <laughs> You'll occasionally see them drawn like a hat on a person because it can. It would, it's the hat that comes out past your shoulders, you know, by a long shot. And you'll see them because they're very attractive in that sense. But if you are the, if you're the person trying to pick up the 22 pound flower, you probably didn't want to see it. Ray Felicia's and they stink. Wow. That's, who's the, who else is going to tell you this? Come on. Thank you so much for being here today and every day. This is the greenest place on your radio dial. Come back quick. You can count on back for qualified first-time buyers. Welcome back to Doghouse Living. We're talking with Bob and his wife, Jenny. Now, have you furnished your doghouse yet? Well, actually, sleeping bags work well. But the dog takes up most of the space. Well, at least he doesn't snore as loud as you. Sounds rough. Folks, stay out of the doghouse. Call 811 before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. 
We are the people, Mississippians. We are the land, growing food, fiber, and timber. We are there when you need us, from the roof over your head to the food on your table. We are small town, but big moments, your next door neighbors. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden Center. Brighten the coming fall days and spice up your porch with the magnificent colors of cushion mums in bud and bloom. Lakeland has them. While you're there, be sure to check out the large selection of tropical plants and citrus trees for your sunroom, too. And don't forget to pick up winterizer for your lawn. Fall feeding promotes deep root growth and helps your lawn weather the winter. Listen to your mama now. We're growing your way at Lakeland Yard and Garden Center, Lakeland Drive and Airport Road. Exergen thermometers are a top choice of medical professionals at highly ranked hospitals across the U.S. With kids back at school, keeping them healthy is important. Make Exergen thermometers the chosen thermometer for your home or business to check for fever, where accuracy matters. When measuring temperature at home and at work, use an Exergen thermometer to keep your family and colleagues safe. Available at Walgreens. Learn more at exergen.com. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. Each week, I meet with three people who graduated from our addiction recovery program. These graduates are now gainfully employed and are taking online college courses. Three people who used to be in prison or on drugs, and now they're going to college. How cool is that? One of the reasons God put you on this earth is to make a difference in someone else's life. You can be a part of that at Gateway Rescue Mission. Check us out at gatewaymission.org. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code LUCK for an extra 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code LUCK for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code LUCK for 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first Philip.
yes, he does have the microphone turned on, and no, I don't sing out loud. So I will spare you my my carrying on. What a great we're having song. a good time today, dancing to the on the radio. Of course, and yeah. what a great song to lead into that we need to tell you that you know the Super Talk Digital side is always adding goods and goodies and uh, hard work. I promise you, they've you know, updated the app. It's a got all kind of swipes and it does. You know, little neat things and i think you need to check it out better really every day do. gets better every day and and we're getting better at it every day i think well that's too. me learning about it well, <laughs> yeah, well I, I don't speak for like will and caleb and jt and Alyssa. they're already good at it and, and, you know, we're learning and rhino learning. yeah those yeah. guys and borky that that crew yeah we're learning though so we're getting better at it but as well uh you know working on the digital side the video side and last night had a wonderful um you know just the the amount of callers the amount of people texting uh, we greatly appreciate it. So thank you very much on all the shows, and especially right here this morning. What a great conversation about greens we just had. Never never have been able to get quite that much detail going, and it's important because people, everybody knows something, but everybody else knows something else. And when we can put that level of information together, this becomes a better program. And also, frankly, your garden benefits from it all the way around. No question about that. I am tickled to tell you that I have been trying to understand a little bit, you know, you've heard me say before that I did once upon a time attempt to have a fundraiser for eating insects (laughs) with my love of insects, but it didn't come out. I couldn't get anybody else to agree to it. I'm still going to do that one of these days, but in fact... We are now learning, because we've been studying these things, the Washington University School of Medicine wants you to know that, in fact, the dietary fiber chitin, which is the primary benefit of things like crustaceans, insects, even mushrooms, all are in there. They're all, in fact, going to be part of what builds your immune system as well as your metabolism all by working stronger and happier for your digestive system. Now, those of you who know have heard me talk about gardening. It's got gardening takes guts. My gut's sometimes in great shape, sometimes not so great. Better this year than than last year. That's always what we hope for. But despite the sound, which some people find very, very turning, you know, stomach turning, the, the whole business of trying to understand other things that we can eat makes more sense than any, any than ever before, really. I mean, it, it, it does make more sense. Not only what can we grow, but what's going to nourish our bodies, what's going to nourish our minds, what's not going to break our budget. All of those issues, of course, go right down to what we're going to eat. And so there's going to be more and more information, more and more opportunities to understand about chitin, and it is, in fact, it, it's it's not something to be frightened of. It is something to embrace, at least in the to the extent of trying to learn more about it. We're trying to understand how it works. We're trying to understand how it doesn't work. But we're also trying to understand how we can be better as human beings and gardeners by, frankly, eating the things that people don't eat, all that chitin. Jim in Soso, we, we we don't play the song, but we know that y'all have your own theme song, and we like it. Welcome in, Jim. What's going on? Good morning, Garden Mama. First off, I love your show. Thank you. But I was telling the screener that uh, I'm 73 years old in a garden. I've worked all I've worked all my life ever since I was about 13 years old. And when I was 14 or 15, I was working on a knee-high drink truck. <laughs> 
we were delivering drinks. And we took some to a woman's house one time. She had some pretty vines growing out there. And I asked her, could I get some of those uh, pods off that thing? She said, yeah. So I brought them back home. And my mother and daddy lived just below Ellisville, south of Ellisville off of Highway 11. And they lived in an old-type house, an old uh, I forget what you call it. They had a porch going all the way across the front and the swing. And I planted those beans at the end of the porch. And those things grew and kept the sun off of you so you could stay out there swinging and enjoy the afternoon, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And those things just kept on growing. And then when the pods would bust open, beans would be black with a white stripe. They'd mm-hmm. be about like your little fingernail. Mm-hmm. Did they bloom purple? These things... No, they were black. They were so, if they were purple, it's a purple. They were black. No, I mean the flowers. Uh, I don't remember. I just okay. remember one thing: they were black with a white stripe. That's really why I called them a skunk bean. <laughs> they took over that whole hillside. Like well, that. and they do kind of look like that. I, I think you had one of the, be- the the vines that's one of my favorites called the hyacinth bean, and that's exactly what the seeds look like. It is fast growing. It has purple flowers, and it makes just boatloads of these wonderful, adorable. Seeds that are used, frankly, in crafts and everything else because they are so distinctive. They've got that that black surface, and then they've got a white stripe on them. There's another one that is um, – there's a Kenyan bean I couldn't think of the name of, but it, it's it, – I did look it up just now. It's Jahi. And those are those have a stripe that's similar to this, but I would imagine that you probably saw hyacinth bean because it's easy well, to grow. Was, it grows all over the place. There were some flowers growing in that bed that mm-hmm. I have not seen mm-hmm. flowers like that since I was 15. They were touch-me-nots. Oh, we love touch-me-nots. Sure. And I haven't seen any more since then. They were just as pretty as they could be. Do you Google? Do you go on the Internet? Yes, ma'am. Look up um, balsam, B-A-L-S-A-M, and see if that family of plants doesn't include touch-me-not. I think it does. All right. I'm guessing, well, but I think mom, it does. Love you. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. No. Good, good to hear from you today. Thank you very much. Hyacinth beans are one of the prettiest things in the world. <laughs> it's not. There's no reason except that they're gorgeous. That's a, it's a beautiful plant. Oh, wonderful. Jeff in Forest County's got dragonflies flying in pairs. Now, that's a good omen. I like that. Doesn't even, you know, don't even need David Tennant for that one. You can have a good omen in that one. I like it. Dragonflies, of course, are one of those things that tell you that you're ecology that your environment that what you have created or what you have done to the space that you're in is all very positive because they are very sensitive to things that will affect other pollinators it's just sometimes you lose the dragonflies first so that's that's exciting that they're there and they're all happy yeah crustacean fibers come on let's talk about chitin right no. <laughs> nobody wants to talk about chitin i can understand that it's a little bit off-putting to some folks. But it does work. All right? I found another thing that I thought was so interesting, this new insect genus business. Um, I don't know how to say this, but the most di- diversity, the biodiversity of areas, is generally considered to be a hallmark of their productivity in terms of n- at least creating more creatures all right might be more plants more creatures of, of some sort or another but in peru the alpayo machana reserve which is a national reserve much like a national park has been talked about in previous times it's listed as the most biodiverse rainforest in the world well they have discovered several new species but now 
the insect diversity has just exploded because now we're going back and looking at what they looked at. You know, when we study the studies, those are the ones that oftentimes reveal more interesting points of view because when you're studying something, you're close in on it. And then when you're backing up and you're looking at what somebody else studied or what several people studied, you have a different perspective and it can be a help, a happy one to help with you. This is a Capitahopa. This is a new wasp species. Now, you may say to yourself, we didn't really need another wasp species. They've been here already. We did not invent them. <laughs> They're not coming from, you know, the drone factory. This is indeed research that is going to help us get several species unknown to science into the descriptive area. And that's really what makes a difference. They basically were trying to figure out how many tree species can grow in one hectare of the Amazon rainforest. Okay. This was, that's two and a half acres, by the way. If you don't, if you're not, if you don't speak hectares, it's two and a half acres. He discovered nearly 300 tree species in that, in that space. Well, that's astounding. So that in turn leads to, well, who lives there? So that's why the next studies were of the insects. Once they realized how many tree species they were looking at, they also went into studying the the various and sundry critters that are there. And they found, yep, this brand new darling. It's really very cool. It is one of those things, though, that takes years. We, We do the study. We collect the specimens. We turn around and go back. And the next thing you know, we've got another year And finally, they're able to tell us what it is. I am not able to find out who they've named this one for, which is always one of my favorites. It's probably Beyonce. She seems to get all of them lately. But anyway. Oh, this is great. This is the No-Till Chaos Garden. (laughs) I think this is a great picture. (laughs) Yes, indeed, it does. It does. Um, I'm I'm going to say that this is Bob from Belzona because I don't know. But uh, nature abhors a monoculture, and you are so right. You you are you are so right. When we plant only one of anything, it goes directly to the benefit of the critters that are going to try to eat it, and to the fungus and and pesticide pests rather that are going to attempt to keep us from eating it. So all of those things together work in a monoculture much more easily. If you have ever seen a hedgerow. And the third hedge from the left is damaged. That's one problem. But if you see a hedgerow and shrubs one, two, and three are damaged, that's a problem that's moving through the hedgerow. Okay? So these are just, these are just some of the things that, that you, you do learn to take a peek at and you do try to figure out. But the no-till, I think you could probably climb into my, what I laughingly call my Hugel culture. It's actually a tree that fell over. And so it, the things that have hollowed out inside of it and have grown up into it um, are really quite interesting. And you'll get a chance to see some of that on the FondrenGardenTour.com when you go there and get your tickets. You, you don't, you, you won't be coming to my house. I know nothing about who buys tickets or how many people there are, any of that. I'm, I will have, if the week goes well, I will have a small map of my place that tells you at least the plant list and where some of them are so that then you can ask me about them later on. Um, there will be artists and music and uh, 
lots of plants to, to buy. At least the first day, I have to tell you. I have to tell you, plant sales being what they are, you may want to come Saturday. <laughs> so, but everybody on the tour has something going on. Won't there, uh, won't there be some swag too? Hopefully, we'll have. We're we're hopeful. We're crossing our fingers. Crossing our fingers. Mm-hmm. We'll have a little garden mama swag. But we we for hope. You. We hope. We're crossing our fingers. Keep your eyes peeled. <laughs> be and sure, listen in and tell me yeah, and tell me that we have it. Yeah, we'll let you we'll know. Let you know. Sure. Tell me that you that you got it here. You know. Um, that this is an interesting point that I I, I I sort of agree with, but not entirely. This is again Bob from Belzona talking about insect species. Insects do not compete with humans for food; they only attack dead, diseased, or nutritionally deficient plants. That's almost entirely true, in my opinion. Um, I think sometimes things that are actually overly nutritionalized in other words you you get pests in a greenhouse sometimes because the plants are so well fed and growing at such a rapid rate that they can't overcome their own pest problems but yes in general diseased plants or plants that have been damaged in one way or another are a lot more susceptible the best example that i can give you that will make it clear for other folks that are wondering what we're talking about is for example after hurricane katrina you probably were aware, you probably became aware that we had boring insects in our pine trees. These are pine borers, and they cause the top of the tree to turn brown, and then eventually the whole thing just dies. Well, what they're attracted to is a tree that has had the change, the stress put on it by something like Hurricane Katrina. The trees were lifted up, but they were not knocked over. And when they were lifted up and then set back down, on their roots, it created a hormonal situation within the trees that was like sending out a clarion call. Hello, there's beer over here for the frat party. I mean, it was a big deal to, to those insects, and it has been a problem for us ever since. It was, all, it was a problem before, but it became a really big problem after Katrina. So that, in, that damaged plant is m- certainly much more vulnerable. That's one of the reasons why in sustainable gardening, one of our strongest tools is the rogue, and that means that if it's not doing well and if it's going to take too much to fix it, get it out of the garden. There's not a plant that needs to be there if it's going to take more than it can, than more than you're willing to do to it or that no matter what you do to it, it's still going to create problems for the other plants around it. That's when I talk about, for example, the white flies living in the privet hedge. If you're com- if you are committed to your privet hedge, you are probably always going to have white flies. I'm not committed to my privet hedge. I'd rather get rid of it. Now, not that the white flies might not find somewhere else to live, but you can see some things being a problem. Okay, okay. How about that? Um, uh, he, I, Bob from Belzona and I need to sit down and have coffee. Or if this is Mary from Macon, I don't know. Your your points are very strong, and I have things I want to poke at in each of them but nobody else is really that interested so I'm going to take your phone number we're going to text all right now I I should close my mouth and and let you hear our friend Stephen Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. 
but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. Extra Table is hosting its third annual Bourbon Festival on October 19th at the Reed House at Live Oaks in Jackson. You'll be wowed with the opportunity to enjoy 125 different bourbons, bourbon-themed hors d'oeuvres, a cigar bar, and live music. Hurry, tickets are almost sold out. For general admission tickets or for VIP tickets, including a High West Distillery private bourbon tasting, go to supertalk.fm slash extra table. This event benefits Extra Table, helping end hunger in our state. I noticed mom hasn't been herself lately. She's been forgetful and not remembering to take her medicine. After visiting the orchard, I knew it was perfect. The orchard is Mississippi's premier continuing care retirement community, licensed in Alzheimer's and dementia care for men and women. I know she's in good hands. It's safe, convenient, and most importantly, it feels like home. For that extra peace of mind, call the orchard today for a tour. 601-856-2205 or go to orchard retirement.com on the battlefield there's a saying america's military men and women live by never leave a fallen warrior behind ever off the battlefield wounded warrior project operates with the same goal wounded warrior project was created to help our men and women returning home with the scars of war whether those scars are physical or mental wounded warrior project we never leave a fallen warrior behind ever Learn more about what we do at WoundedWarriorProject.org. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Dream Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> The new degree of comfort. Now's the time to get a great deal on select Kubota compact tractors. Rated number one in durability and owner experience. They're designed for easy operation and feature performance mesh detachments. Right now, put zero down and get 0% APR for up to 72 months, plus save up to $800 on select equipment. Now through June 30th. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Divinity Equipment Company on Highway 51 in Madison and at the end of Spring Ridge Road in Clinton. Don't blow your top when you're dealing with your roof and gutters. Call Complete Exteriors. Complete Exteriors offers roof inspections, repairs, full roof installations, and we'll take the stress out of all the insurance claims. Gutters from common 6-inch to custom copper. We also produce all custom copper work in-house, from copper dormers and roofing to gutters and flashing. All sheet metal is handcrafted in-house as well. Complete Exteriors, 601-326-2755. 601-326-2755. Selling turnips on a flatbed truck Crunching on a pork rind when she pulled up She 
see the video for this it's the reverse of doc hollywood the movie <laughs> yes it would be the reverse of doc which is hollywood. one of my favorite movies i, of all I don't time. I, I, I have no complaints about that i don't certainly. know about y'all but i love terrible awesome movies like that you know that it's just amazing it, anything you can apply terrible and awesome to i'm probably the there time. yeah, I'm yeah. It. you know that's one of the greatest <laughs> movies that no one will brag about but i will and that's that's the reverse of that song. It's just flipping around, and it's Doc Hollywood. Well, Michael, and yeah. and I, I do like, of course, the 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 reason it was given to me. I don't. I didn't even. I admit I never had even heard the song until it was given to me by someone who gave it to me and said, "Well, you know, if it wasn't for Mama, neither one of them would have known where the T was or the freeway." So right. there it is, you yeah. know. And that's that's kind of how I look at it. It's a well, good I, thing for everybody. I have one question to the audience out there. If there were some really cool T-shirts that had a, a, an amazing slogan on it, it, it is the, <laughs> the titular name of, of this show, and they were really swag and amazing, I'm sure y'all would want one of those. So <laughs> keep your eyes peeled. Your I am, eyes I'm peeled. doing a little shameless promo for the we're, Garden Mamas T-shirts coming out. Yeah, they, yes. they will be, we will have them. I yes, had that yes. straight from no, the top. No, absolutely, absolutely. We just hope it's like – Yeah, we want know. it to be yeah. – we want them to be ready for the show. Yeah. Uh, not our show, but the Fondren Bottle Tree show. That is what day again? October 7 and 8. Yes. And you have plants everywhere, right? Everywhere. And you're going to be ready to go? I, I started the list yesterday, um, and I'm not going to tell you everything about them, but I am going to provide you a list of the plants that you're going to see in my garden. And so far, I'm up to 50. Woo. So I stopped there. <laughs> 50. Are you going to have a cheat sheet? Yeah. You are? Yeah. It's one of those things that later on you'll ask me about it, and I'll go, oh, yeah, that's here. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's here. There it is. Um, but there, the question for the neighborhood is, why are you doing this? Why would anybody want to go on a garden tour in October? The point is it's nice weather. The gardens are absolutely lovely. We have some of the – and I, I'm not counting mine in this. My, my garden is a horticulture garden. It's a plant collection with some minimal design to it just so it doesn't offend you too much. But we have some absolutely magnificent, professionally designed gardens in Fondren that are worth a walk. I mean, they are amazing, things that are not done anywhere else. And the whole notion of all of us as maverick gardeners is, is true, but it's at the same time, it's, it's also true that we have some really specific things that you can take pictures of and steal and go home and do. And, and, <laughs> so we're all into that. We're into like, oh, you did that. Oh, I like right. that. I'm going to do that. you got to share. That's the cloud. It's just physically. This is the physical cloud out there. You, exactly. You're sharing physically. There is something still to that. You know, we say genre and music, but genre and communication, it's nice to physically see people, shake their hand, see what's going on out there in the real world, and you get to do that in the in the bottle tree tour. You get Absolutely. to check it all out and firsthand. It, there's, it's two days on the Saturday and the Sunday. There, I think there are 19 or 20 gardens involved. Some are open one day, some are open the other. So it's not like we have to wear you out. You have to race to get to all of us because there's two days. And, and I, I know you have one thing you always like to get to at the end, but I wanted to say one more thing. Brag on Fondren a little bit i know that they the, the sidewalks and things we are finally looking, got our sidewalks. yeah the sidewalks are looking good and but Fondren, um i'll just tell you the truth when i found my house in Fondren, i was told by some people that 
that was too bad, you know, that I was going to go live over there because, well, frankly, it was 25 years ago and Fonder didn't have a whole lot of oomph to it. The good news is there was a group of people who were kind enough to invite me to their table and we were we worked really hard finally got the lot of things done now you can come to Fondren the first Thursday of every month you can come to Fondren anytime to go shopping and eating but you'll find events and people in the street and all kind of stuff going on symphony at sunset the other night was just wonderful up at the cedars which is not I mean, it's it's just it's a neighborhood, and we're we're happy to have a neighborhood, but we had to build it. So if you're living somewhere where you don't feel like you're getting what you want from your neighborhood, go sit at the table, be part of the process. It'll make a difference. I promise. Meanwhile, I love when people argue with me, and we have just about a moment for you to do this. Um, talking about in the, he, the, there, there's compliments as well as as not talking about growing in the. Um, in the greenhouse being different it is it is different and yes you're growing in sterile soil and that but you do still get insects in there so that's what i would like to talk to this person about later on we will and and i know who this is (laughs) so now that i read the name i know who that is i'm embarrassed but anyway we we will have a conversation now because we don't have a whole lot more time here today I'm gonna. I'm so torn between jellyfish and silkworms. I didn't know if Max Planck was showing up or not today. Max Planck has has left us today. <laughs> we're, we're we're down. That's at the bottom for next week, I think, because there's so much going on in the animal world, and that's not generally Ma- the Max Planck Institute's. You know, their physics and all that stuff. Have you ever had a friend that you thought woke up in a new world every day and had to make the same mistakes? And had to not, just couldn't learn. You've known people in patterns. They get a job that they hate. They quit the job. They get another job that they hate. They quit the job. They're, 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 it's not working. They're not learning from past experience. They're people who say, oh, I'm going to paint this room in a day. No, you're not. It's going to take two weeks. But people, because we don't remember the last time, you know, our brain says, oh, it was okay. Well, guess what, folks? Jellyfish can even learn from past experience, and they have no central brain. So when you have a friend who is not able to go into the world, you know, not able to take care of these things and keeps making the same mistakes, you you may want to just say, surely you're smarter than a jellyfish. Can't we get you to figure this out? And it's the same thing in your garden. You, If you've had the same problem growing those tomatoes for four or five years, Change what you're doing. Learn from your mistakes and do something. Make a new mistake. Come on. There's always a new mistake to be made. You don't need to make the same ones over and over. You've got to trust your gut. Well, sometimes, that's, sometimes, like, that's, that's what that jellyfish is doing. He's that's like, I'm not using my brain. Not, no brains there at all. And I, you know, I'm driving by the same taco stand uh, every Saturday going home going, yeah, I'm, I don't know if I want to stop today. And I always <laughs> get home and my stomach tells me, you should have stopped, stopped and stopped. got tacos. You're not so learning. Today, yeah, I'm not learning. So today I'm going to probably think with my stomach on See? the way home and grab a six-pack of tacos. Makes a lot more sense yeah. to me. Well, that's exactly it. That's part of the knowing what you've done and what you haven't done and what didn't work and what does i'm i'm definitely one of those people that resists learning the lessons that the world wants to teach me but i'm trying i'm working on it It, learning is actually the pinnacle performance for our our brains for our our nervous system particularly though and indeed 
somehow or another, the jellyfish has managed to do all of this from levering those natural behaviors so they don't make the same mistake again. It may seem simple. But what I would have really liked to have seen was the research because the, the jellyfish were in the natural habitat that they, that's created. It's obviously it's not the natural habitat, but it's a created place to look like it. So all of the team dressed the round tank with gray and white stripes. So it looked like the kind of um, the mangrove roots that would appear out in the distance and the, the other things that would appear closer. That's what I want to see. The, the, the test is interesting, but I want to see how they did that. I'm, I'm fascinated by it. The ideas that they were able to do because they, the jellyfish increased its average distance to the wall, quadrupled the number of successful pivots to avoid collision, and cut its contact with the wall by half just after a very short time. In other words, bump into the wall once, don't do it again. Bump into the wall once, don't do it again. And indeed, if we can experience the same kind of visual and mechanical reactions... We'd be better gardeners, wouldn't we? Thin your plants. Make sure that when you get things out in the garden this particular day, you take good care of them. Don't forget to water. i got a question for you for next week, folks. What are you planting? What have you got going? What do you want to grow? We'll be here to talk about it. Communication. Do you ever feel like you're in the dark? Well, with a propane generator, you'll never be in the dark again, at least when the lights go out. Enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out. Propane generators are sure you'll always have power. Propane-fueled, clean cooking, hot water on demand, warm and consistent heat, and power when you need it most. Why would you choose anything else? Energy for everyone, propane. Visit MSPropane.com. That's MSPropane.com today. You know that nowadays more people are cutting the cord, ditching traditional cable and satellite television, and instead just streaming everything. With Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's over-the-top advertising, you can get your business seen on streaming TV. Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted team can show you how your ad dollars can go further to reach a more targeted audience. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Getting lost inside a Minnesota corn maze can be scary. It's worse when life itself becomes a confusing puzzle with no apparent way out. In Psalm 25, King David said, Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Dr. Dean Nattis details how Jesus is our way through and our way out in a message titled, The Way Through the Maze, this week on The Lutheran Hour. Each Sunday morning at 7 on Super Talk 97.3. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.